0: Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. What's up? We are back on NBS Fitness Radio, and I am here with Angie Forey. Uh, Angie is in her fifth year here as a coach uh, at NBS Fitness and um, is also one of our nutrition coaches. So um, this month, our theme is nutrition. So we're going to go over the top three kind of uh, obstacles, roadblocks that people face with regards to their nutrition and then how we help them get through it.
1: Correct? Correct.
0: All right. Let's roll into it. Angie, what is the number one obstacle, mistake, issue that people have with regards to their nutrition?
1: Um, probably in my experience, number one is um, lack of – knowledge so they've responded by things that they hear in the media see on tv you know uh, i refer to the 90s as um what was it oh it was like you had to it was like low fat which ended up high carb i call it the snack wells (laughs) decade so yeah so it's kind of like going with whatever the media or commercials say that they should do so just a lack of overall general knowledge of what they should do Probably to, is number one.
0: Yeah, so it's um, it's more, it's like a lack of knowledge. But do they recognize it as a lack of knowledge, or, or do they no. kind of go like, what? Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard this stuff, so right. you know, I kind of believe it.
1: Yeah, no, it's no, because what happens is. So, and not to pick on any one thing, you know, so to be careful because some different things work for different people, but they've used the light switch approach Mm. off and on, like, because they hear, okay, so I'm going to follow, let's just say, for instance, you know, I heard that I can lose a lot of weight if I just go keto. Yeah. And so they'll go from eating bad food to just going keto and they do experience some weight loss yeah. okay because they've kind of cleaned things up a little bit so it's
0: they're eating it's, less calories
1: they're eating less calories uh, it, things have gotten better overall but that's not typically a good uh, sustainable long-term you know plan to follow yeah and so when then the, you know they go to a birthday party or whatever and the carbs cook back in you know what happens they gained the weight, they lost back, yeah. and then usually results in more. So they flip the switch back off. Gotcha. And so it's just responding to what they're trying. Like, like they think they know that's a good thing, and it is temporarily. So, yes, they do think they're doing the right things, but consistency
0: So maybe like a lack of comprehensive knowledge. The knowledge they do have is more just like marketing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because you know, it's such a
1: (laughs) huge business, you know.
0: They've been exposed to the marketing uh, nutrition knowledge, not what actually works.
1: Right, right, right. Well, hey, this works for them (laughs) because, you know, everybody else on Jenny Craig has lost weight, you know, or whatever the case may be, not to pick on anybody.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, so how how do you help them kind of navigate that?
1: Well, Generally speaking, we we kind of go with um, let's look what look at what balanced nutrition looks like. Yeah. So I tease people all the time when I do this because I like will literally draw out a plate on a piece of paper mm-hmm. with a marker, yeah. cut it in half. Okay, what do you think needs to go here? So we just try to like educate from a balanced approach so that we can create a foundation. So if we do want to go and branch off later on and try a keto for a little while, that's okay. We have something to go back to. Yeah. And that's not the drive-through, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we're going to go back to this plate. We call it the plate method. So it's just a, um, building a little bit of consistency, but consistency with that plate. So making sure we're getting in some vegetables making sure we're getting in complex carbs, you know, what the difference in complex carbs and simple carbs are, you know, making sure that there's a little bit of healthy fat in each, um, in each meal that they take in and then plus an appropriate amount of protein. So just the visual concept is what we go with initially.
0: Right. It helps people, uh, to also understand like what is a protein, what is a fat and what is a carbohydrate and right. have that the plate method. Get, it does a good job of, of helping them kind of identify, I need each of these th- things on my plate.
1: Right. And so like my consultations are very interactive. Okay. You know, cause I'll get like teenagers, you know, and then we need to teach these kids, you know, now like how to eat just because they're kids, they don't need to eat. They don't need gar- garbage disposals. And yeah. like, I come up against that quite a bit, yeah. you know, oh, I'll just give the leftovers to the kids. No, no, no. Let's create, you know, some healthy steps for kids too. And so, creating that plate method and then we identify okay let's talk about what vegetables you know and we'll make a list of vegetables okay make sure that they like those vegetables yeah. don't tell me some random vegetable that you're never gonna eat yeah. that defeats our purpose here and then lima go, beans lima like, beans do you lima. like lima no <laughs> okay. well, we're not gonna put those <laughs> on your plate let's talk about like what you're actually gonna eat do you like green beans love green beans great let's just get yeah. I don't care if we can eat green beans every day. Yeah. Let's just find a vegetable that you'd like.
0: Yeah, just getting you in the rhythm of eating vegetables. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just put a plant on your plate. Yeah. Let's just put a plant <laughs> on the plate. Uh, and then, you know, picking out several options for lean proteins. What does that look like? And then uh, fats. Okay. Do you know what healthy fats are? You know, and we go through, you know, a few of those. We keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, because when you're when you're starting someone out, simple is not always easy, right? So we've got to, like, create some steps where they can find some, some success. And yeah. so that's usually going to be the first step. It's, like, just creating success here, balanced nutrition, and we're going to try to work that in multiple times a day.
0: Yeah, so basically um, giving people some kind of, like, basic foundational knowledge of, like, what is a protein, what is a fat, what is a carb, what are, vegetables, what are some vegetables, and, like, how to get those implemented in your – in your diet on a regular basis.
1: Right. And then helping them understand like it it doesn't have to be like uh gross, you know, <laughs> like yeah. you know, like eating healthy is is good. It tastes yeah. good. We're not going, you know, super weird and you have to put like things we can't pronounce on our plate. Let's just put some things like normal food on our plate.
0: It's um, funny, like I was just thinking about how most people's just kind of like american diets are like pretty crazy unbalanced or imbalanced um and in the sense that it would be like way over consumption of carbs way over consumption of sweets probably way over consumption of alcohol and then like their solution to like man i've got a really unbalanced diet let me just unbalance it the complete other way no meat whatsoever yeah or no carbs whatsoever. No carbs. Yeah, but just, yeah. Let me just eliminate completely yeah. some, some giant food groups. And it's, uh, it, when you just say it like that, you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. Maybe I should go from an unbalanced diet to a balanced diet mm-hmm. before I try to go to a completely unbalanced diet right, in the other right. direction. And what
1: does that balance look like? Yeah. You know, that's def- definitely. And, you know, people really feel like carbs are the bad guy. And I'm like, "Mm, no, the overconsumption of anything, you know, so we just need to find like what works for you consistently, you know, um, and just, you get to pick those out. I'm going to give you some guidance, but you get to pick those out.
0: Yeah. The, uh, carbs are the bad guy uh, thing is for so many people you I mean, for most people don't burn very many calories in a day. I mean, they just sit around at a desk. They don't do anything. They don't have any muscularity. They don't move at all. So like, it's like carbs are bad guys. It's just like you eat way more carbs than you could ever possibly burn off. That's why you gained weight. Right.
1: And those pastries that are coming into the office every morning, yeah. They're, yeah. they're not helping. That's not helping. Yeah, that's not helping.
0: That being said, like, if you're going out and training and, and, and burning lots of calories, like, you probably need some carbs. That's a... Uh, a lot of times when people are like, I'm gonna try keto, what do you think? I'm like, and this is this and this. I'm like, but like there's no chance you're like you're gonna get your ass kicked in the gym oh, yeah. doing the ty- this type of training. Yeah, if you're doing longer duration cardio or maybe just string training, like short two, three reps, it probably not gonna have much of an impact. But trying to do like high intensity training on a ketogenic diet just kicks your on butt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's just nothing left. Yeah. You know, you're just looking, you're spent before you're halfway through the workout.
0: Yeah, because you do Amazing. not have the, the main energy source necessary for that type of activity. No,
1: you have nothing to pull from. Yeah. No.
0: No. All right, so um, that's kind of issue number one.
1: Yeah, confusion by the media, not comprehensive, you know information
0: gotcha you solve that by providing them better information yeah we're just
1: gonna do we're gonna make it as simple as we possibly can yeah and then just kind of create you know that pattern of behavior and so that's probably going to be the second okay um biggest challenge is people's consistency okay And so it takes time, you know, it takes time. And I'll have, uh, so we, you know, like our action steps, the way I kind of do things is like, we're going to create that balance plate, you know, and they may not have ever thought about what a fat should look like. So we just need to get consistent there. And so the action steps are going to reflect, okay, maybe this is all we work on for the first month. We're just going to work on this balance so we can get really consistent with that. And so, and again, they've been in these up and down, up and down, nothing consistent over any period of time. We're just kind of rolling with what the media tells us to do.
0: Why do you think people struggle with the consistency?
1: Well, we all want results really fast. Yeah. Right. And so if we don't get them, like in the amount of time we think we should, like, you know, if the media tells you, you can drop 30 pounds in 30 days on the keto diet, when that doesn't happen, you gain up you not only, you know, lose what you gain, but you gain five more, or gain what you lose, but you gain five more, um, then we're done with that one. Yeah, so usually. there goes that consistency right out the window. So yeah. now we're waiting for the next best thing, yeah. you know. And so I think because true weight loss does take time, yeah. that's why, you know, people have a hard time with that consistency. We don't want to put the time in. Yeah. You know? But just like training, I mean, training takes time,
0: right? Yeah. And so I feel like so much of, of nutrition is is habit-based and it's difficult to get out of those habits because so much of nutrition is based off of like ease of food acquisition mm-hmm. and, and also taste. And so like we've just done a good job as America is providing uh easy to access food that tastes really good. Yeah. And trying to do it, um, trying to kind of break those habits can be tough
1: it's really tough, and then what I find is that people get are really hard on themselves mm-hmm. whenever they um, when that consistency does become difficult for them to build and you know I try to find the bright spots along the way, but it is very hard to get someone who's been inconsistent for let's just say twenty years twenty thirty we're talking about a an entire you know multiple decades yeah of you know Poor nutrition and lack of consistency. Yeah. So we're not going to change that immediately. Yeah. We're not going to change it in one week, two weeks. We're gonna create some uh, momentum, yeah, you know? and so we're gonna focus on that momentum. So okay, can we get consistent with just having breakfast every week and or every day? What does that look like? Yeah, okay, are we getting that done? That's a great big win when you yeah. came from you know, driving through McDonald's and getting a you know whatever biscuit sausage and now we're having, actual vegetables and maybe eggs or whatever we've set it up to be, I usually will help them create a cooked meal and then also a shake on the go. Yeah. So we try to take, um, not to use the word excuses, but we want to create a system that will work for their lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then let them get consistent with that system. Yeah. So so building that consistency day by day, little by little. Yeah. Moment by moment, 1%, right? 1% each day
0: yeah i th- um i think that's that the other benefit lately is because so many people are now trying to get fit is you actually have a lot of options that are taste really good yeah uh are healthy and are uh are convenient uh to get like whether that be um meal prep foods by amped or protein shakes yeah um like on the go bars or you know those yeah. options um exists for people who who need to be able to find quick and easy to go
1: yeah and my goal is like to try to create um such success that it's almost fail proof yeah okay so you know we i use costco a a lot i use it in my own life i use it in our nutrition consults i'm like okay costco is a great place for easy meal prep Mm -hmm. they pull the chicken off the bone for you stick it in a bag (laughs) All you have to do is pick it up. Go buy it. Yeah. Okay. Go buy it. Put it in your fridge. Your chicken is taken care of for yeah. the week. You know they have awesome vegetables that are already roasted. Yeah, already cooked for you. Already cooked for you, yeah. and they're frozen. All you have to do is put them in your you know put them in the freezer or put them in the fridge with your chicken. Yeah. Okay. So, and now we've even got. I saw at Costco recently uh, sweet potatoes. Yeah. That are that are in the. Have you seen those? They're in the bags. They're already cooked sweet like potatoes. Diced. No, they're uh, like mashed sweet potatoes.
0: Oh, oh nice. There you yeah,
1: go. I know. They have they have some, maybe a little bit more butter than what I would want. But if we're talking, we're getting people out of the drive-thru, yeah. I'm not really worried about yeah, yeah. that. We're going to, we'll work on that eventually. So it. we just took everything, you know, and we yeah you know, off you, the shelves at yeah. Costco and we put it all in your fridge. You didn't even have to cook it. Yeah, you didn't have to <laughs> meal prep at all. You, have you have literally just went shopping. You went, went shopping, you go. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it also helps people to, you know, I know, I know like some people like don't want to cook, and I mean I get it. Like, there's times you're like, I just don't have the time to like spend meal prepping a bunch. But um, I do think it's important to, I think it's beneficial for, for beneficial for people to do some cooking because it does help you get a bit of a connection with the food that you are are eating. You get to see the process, you get to touch the food, you get to kind of categorize it and plan it yourself. And that's kind of helping solidify some of those foundational knowledge things that you talked about. Like when you say, hey, we're going to have a protein, a fat, a carb, a fruit or vegetable, then they're like, okay, well, now you guide them. And how do I go buy that stuff? Yeah. And how do I go cook that stuff?
1: Yeah. Have you ever, like, I've given guidance lately on, uh, you know, creating, like, somebody's never had any. No knowledge of cooking whatsoever. Okay, I need you to go buy an instant pot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can you go buy an instant pot? Yeah, I can do that. All right, and then where I'm like literally teaching them how to cook, you know, through whatever messaging or calling them. I was like, you call me. You know? <laughs> but the you know most nope. people really want that buy-in that you're talking about. They just don't know where to start. Yeah, and then. Um, but because it's things, so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. You know, it's like, but that's fine. We can get, you can get chicken. Yeah. And we're going to put it in that instant pot. We're going to throw some seasoning in there. We're going to hit the button. Yeah. We're like, is that it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like and that's it. You're, you're going to come back yep. in 15 minutes. It's done for you. Yeah. You know? Uh, so we've had those conversations quite a bit because they do want to have that buy-in. They want to learn. They want to uh, be independent of, of you know, you know, I, I mean, I've had clients that have had literally fast food every single day and they don't want that. Yeah, yeah. So they know there's a little bit of a buy-in um, and there's going to be a little friction along the way. We've yeah. got to take the time to do it. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you're right. Like we, we need that. We need yeah. to see that process happen. I
0: think that's good for like, you're talking about kids uh, not eating like like garbage disposals, um, but yeah. Uh, in my experience, so much of kids' foods is this is kind of prepackaged. I mean, I got three kids, and I remember I remember saying early on, I was like. I won't give my kids this. And then you just kinda get in that situation like crap. Okay. Here's 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 the (laughs) applesauce. Yeah. And your pack of goldfish. Here's your goldfish (laughs) and your veggies trolls. Yeah. I Um,
1: know. It happens, but it can be the exception and not the rule. And that's where I think we need to, you know, bring this to the kids. And I make sure that anybody that I work with who has kids, like you're not, you don't need to cook three different meals. Yeah. Your family can eat. No, like they this. can eat exactly what yeah. you,
0: You not even bitch about it, but they can learn to, to like it learn. just like you can. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so we've even had, I've had this one um, lady whose kids are like that. They've got one that's really picky. The other one will just kind of eat whatever. And I said, well, the picky one, you know, they, he wants uh, fast food. Yeah. Like, okay, well you're, you've got to give the guidance here. You can pick, you know, two different restaurants And you can say, these are your choices. Which one do you want? One can be Chick-fil-A and the other one can be Moe's or whatever, you know, something that they can create meals uh, that are closer to what you're trying to get them to. And, uh, and then the older kid, he actually got involved on helping uh, meal planning. Yeah. And so like they just started making it this family of, you know, sort of this whole family affair, like, let's just sit down together and let's create and so um, it gives them those tools early on, especially if their kids are athletes. Yeah. They don't need to be eating garbage.
0: Well, they're not athletes. I mean, one, 20% of kids are obese. That's crazy. Yeah. One in five kids are obese. And in fact, uh, in Memphis, the first child died of COVID. She was 11, year old, 11 years old, morbidly obese, and uh, had type 2 diabetes. At 11. Yeah, that's true. Um, that I, I don't think people quite realize like the negative impact it's going to have on a kid's life and health by right. being obese as a little kid, mm-hmm. um, and so, or the positive impact of like helping to uh, teach some of these good nutritional habits that are early on how much that will carry on later in life. If your kids see you get used to, to eating food as protein, right. carb, fat, yeah. vegetable. They get to see you prepping it. They're involved in that process. They're in, they're they're being educated and ingrained into that kind of healthy eating. Mm-hmm. Then the likelihood that they find themselves at thirty not knowing how to cook or prepare anything is right. less, far less likely.
1: Right. Yeah. And with Jackson, you know, uh, he's fourteen now, which is actually kind of crazy. But for the last few years, like when we talk about nutrition. You know, when I talk about it around him, I'm like, oh, you know, if he's hungry, I am like, okay, buddy, let's pick a protein. Yeah. Okay. And we, you know, that's how we do things. We pick a protein. All right. That's great. You know, he'll pick, you know, chicken or fish, whatever. He yeah. likes fish a lot. And I was like, okay, now we need to pick a vegetable, Yeah. not a big vegetable eater. He will eat green beans. So yeah. if we need to live on green beans. That's yeah. fine. And he'll eat those. But like, just helping him understand and know now, like what each of those categories looks like, yeah. uh, really helps and then you know yesterday was his first training session with Mitch oh <laughs> man yeah, I know and uh Steve took him home and he was really hungry and he goes I need to eat I want to get big so I'm gonna eat lots of protein so yeah, yes. he had he had a fish uh and then he got a skillet out and Jackson was cooking eggs he goes I'm gonna eat some eggs nice. I don't want some fish I don't know what else he had that I wasn't I just, home yet that's great. but I was like I don't think I've ever seen him get excited about eating
0: I was th- is he, is he in eighth grade? Yeah, okay. eighth grade this year. Yeah. Uh, eighth or ninth grade was about when I started kind of wanting to eat a different way mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to get big. And I remember like my like asking my mom to teach me how to like cook eggs.
1: Yeah, that's where he is. Teach yeah. me how to cook
0: eggs. Teach me how to cook cook oatmeal. I think we bought like pre made chicken breast and like I mean you what know. is what it, it is yeah. what it is but. Um, but yeah, it, it, to anyone like dealing with kids who don't want to eat whatever, like I was a super picky eater when I was a kid. I didn't want to eat any vegetables, and not that vegetables vegetables are my favorite at the moment. But here we go. However many years later, I I became less of a picky eater and <laughs> yeah. will eat my vegetables.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it just. <laughs> I think it's just normal for kids to kind of go through that. Yeah. I'm not eating a vegetable. Yeah. You know, like we look at Penelope who's you know, our granddaughter, she's fourteen months old now and you know, she eats the the squeezy packs of vegetables, like but as far as like getting her to actually eat a green bean yeah. or whatever, is she's not she's not there. Like if it's a vegetable mixed with applesauce, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But it takes time. But if you just kind of keep at it, you know, it, they'll they'll circle back. Yeah, yeah. They'll sure. circle back. Sure. So
0: all right. So we got um kind of lack of knowledge, lack of consistency. Mm-hmm. And then what's What's number three?
1: So, uh, I'll get often, well, I know what to do. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but but you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, probably the accountability yeah. is going to be that next one. Because there is a, there's a large group of people that they do know how to eat. Yeah. Um, but they don't. So, maybe yeah, yeah. we had a college course, you know, in nutrition or we, you know, whatever the case may be, you know. But um, not having that accountability to hold them to eating those things, yeah. um, you know, they miss that piece. And so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we, we've joked about this before that, but I've never sat across the table uh, from someone in a nutrition consult who didn't know that the way they ate was bad. <laughs> right. So the, it's like, it's not that they're unaware that that fast food uh, is not the best choice for them or that like they're way over consuming mm-hmm. uh, calories. And a lot, I mean, uh, or that, their weight is too too high. They have too much body fat on them. Yeah, and that and that is a result of their nutrition. Like, oh, that's a, they're aware of it. Yeah. The, the question is like, if you know what to do, why aren't you doing it? Right.
1: Yeah. So recently, I talked with someone, and I say, like, well, tell me a little bit about your nutrition. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> okay. Okay, horrible. He goes, yeah. Most every meal is fast food. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then we got down to like, okay, let's let's do some nutrition coaching. Nah, I know what to do. Mm, But you're not doing it. So we're going to do some nutrition coaching. Yeah. Yeah. We like to think that we can rely on the knowledge that we have, but that accountability is huge.
0: Um, Yeah. Now, I mean, knowledge without action is pretty, pretty worthless.
1: That leads us into the drive-through. Right. right, (laughs) right, Exactly. um,
0: And I I think, um, other thing about like knowing what to do is a good thing, but, It's, it's, unless you are a coach yourself, what I'm trying to say is, um, the the benefit of working with a coach is like, you've probably spent several thousand hours in consults talking to people through different nutritional roadblocks and obstacles, right? Right. You've seen a lot of things. Um, you've come up with a lot of different solutions to the exact same problem. Right. Right. And you help nat- people navigate through those uh, those struggles, mm. and knowing what to do is a, is better than not knowing what to do. But you only have really one solution to whatever problem that is that you're that you're trying to solve, and it's clearly not working. Right, and working with someone else actually provides you. Of course, it provides you accountability, but it provides you a significant amount of more knowledge because two people working together to try to solve a problem is always better than one person trying to do it themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then when they hit some sort of issue, you know, and they'll reach out to me, and I am like, well, what do you think the best option is? You know, because you're in that situation. You tell me. And so just having somebody to kind of bounce those ideas off of – because again, we already know what to do, but yeah. now you need a little bit of encouragement or you need some validation that you did make the right decision, yeah. um, or you need to be giving yourself a little grace. Yeah. You know, we get, so a lot of my clients will get, they'll get locked in super focused and then they give themselves no grace. Yeah. Uh, and they'll just say that, that they really messed up and you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and so then it becomes like, wait a minute, we're not trying to be perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay we're trying to be better. Yeah. And you've done so great. Yeah.
0: Um, the um I also think it helps having a, an objective point of view. Um in in pretty much every situation, most people you, you can it's impossible to have uh, anything but a subjective point of view when it comes to yourself. And because of that, emotions come into the equation way too much. And for so many people, they just make terrible decisions because they make emotional decisions. Right. Um, and when you take having someone on the outside who doesn't have emotions tied into any of that stuff, it can provide you with a much better point of view and guidance to help you go from A to Z. Point being, uh, the whole light switch mentality. Right. I've seen it where people, maybe they drink a little too much. One of the questions is, like, how much are you drinking throughout throughout the week? And they're like, ah, you know, I'm having one or two beers or one or two uh, drinks five to seven nights a week. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, aware that that's too many. And you're like, yes, that is too many. We have to change that. Mm-hmm. And then when you're like, okay, what do you think you could do? They're like, uh, I, I can just not drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like I, I won't drink at all throughout the week. And you're like, yeah, sure, that'd be great, but that's a completely unrealistic um, expectation on yourself.
1: Yeah, I like where your head is <laughs> yeah, with that, yeah. but let's take a baby step approach yeah. to that.
0: So. They're, 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 they're not thinking of it like intelligently, objectively, there's just emotions coming well, into yeah, it. Well, yeah,
1: because I know I need to fix it.
0: And I want to fix it tomorrow, Yep. So, so what's the most extreme thing I can do if I'm going to flip the switch? Yep. Versus you go, hey, look, that's probably not going to happen. Why don't we start off doing you know five drinks a week and you can have them on whatever days you have one? Yeah. I don't care you have them all one night, probably yeah. not the best, but uh you can yeah. have one- one throughout the week, but you can have five total a week. we're gonna decrease it in half, yeah, you know. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a better, that's a better yeah. decision. I'll yeah, do that instead. Yeah, because they can
1: stick with that. They can be successful yeah. there, you know. Uh, and you know, that's a pretty good point that you brought up too because the alcohol, like we uh, we do a lot of, um, you know, we go through everything in a consultation session and like drinking is one of the things that's kind of peaked over the last year because people, you know, COVID and depression and all of us sitting at home and now they yeah. you know, we can have the wine, you know, behind the Zoom call, you know, and drink it, you know, yeah. while you just, you know, make this <laughs> yeah. screen go black or yeah. whatever. And so that has been a, a difficult place for people to navigate probably yeah. almost not quite hundred percent of my consult or my nutrition clients, but at least 80%. Yeah. But what happens is they just pick up a habit, Yeah. you know? And so then it's like, all right, we pick that up, but we can turn that around too. And then it's that slow, gradual process to get them back where they once were yeah. um, and preventing that flip
0: approach yeah Yeah, that's um i think one of the things uh with the all or nothing approach that i I made a video about a balanced diet Mm -hmm. and uh one of the things i said a balanced diet has to take into consideration is the pleasurable aspect of um of food Mm -hmm. food does have an emotional piece to it right you know we use food to create emotional responses within ourselves to make us feel good we use it for so social aspects as well and uh to discount that's silly and unrealistic right it's unrealistic to um to expect that you're never going to go out and enjoy a meal with the family mm-hmm. or um that you're never going to have a beer on a friday night at the end of a hard week right so an balanced diet includes uh, space for that right. without that being the only purpose of what we eat or completely unbalanced in, in the other, other direction. So the idea being that a, a balanced diet diet isn't just the foods within the actual meal. Mm-hmm. A balanced diet is like the mental and purpose-built approach to your nutrition and your food as a whole.
1: Yeah, the way I like to approach that, because, you know, I'll get asked, well, do I get a cheat meal or do I get a cheat day? And I'm like, well, first of all, we're not going to call it cheat. We're not going to call it cheat anything, okay, because yeah. cheat has such a negative connotation. What do you think of when you think of cheating, yeah. okay? It's all negative. There's nothing you know, positive about the word cheat. Yeah. And so we, ch- we change that. I like to change that terminology, change that mindset. And so like, you know, we want to enjoy food because like yeah. you, like you mentioned, it's, it tastes good. We do have an emotional connection to food, which is okay as long as it's not what drives us every single day. Yeah. So like yesterday we celebrated your birthday. So yeah. we enjoyed some different things that well, none of us would eat on a normal basis. So yeah. we had, Chocolate pie and we had tamales. Yep. Typically those two things don't go together. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful when you put them together. Chocolate pie and tamales. Chocolate pie and tamales. Well, that was a joyful day. That was a joyful meal. So yeah. we so I like to kind of um help people, you know, use that term. It's like that's our joy food. You're yeah. gonna go to a birthday, you get to enjoy, yeah. you know, whatever's happening. Now we don't go all out and eat like, you know, uh, I call it an a hole, you know. <laughs> um, so we don't want to eat like an asshole whenever we're doing those things, but it can, um, that those foods and those social events and times bring us joy and we need to celebrate yep. those. It just becomes the exception and not the rule. So yeah. we created next,
0: space in it to be able to have it. We created
1: space because you are on point. of the time and if we want to enjoy something 15% of the time that's okay you know let's we're not trying to create perfection every day now if your goals are different and you have to have some sort of like you know laser focus yeah uh, that's a a different discussion but um 99% of the time people are just trying to create a balanced life with doing the right things with their nutrition
0: yeah I think. the person who can stick with 90% is going to be far more successful than the person who um, tries to go at 100% but can't stick with it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because then what happens? You yeah. just go off the go You between go between 100 hundred and zero. zero. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Well, very cool. Uh, hopefully that, that helps some folks out. Kind of uh, the sum it up. The three kind of biggest mistakes were...
1: Three biggest mistakes confusion, not knowing what to eat. So, lack of knowledge. Um, second would be uh, using uh, the light switch approach. So, lack of consistency. And yeah. the third is we all need accountability. Yeah. So, Rockin that's up. what we get.
0: Awesome. That's what we provide at NBS Fitness. All right, Angie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, David. All right. NBS Fitness Radio out. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio.